Lori left Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket, pushing a wet, heavy mop around, then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer Wet Jet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYOF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports on this gorgeous day in the University City. Zach is producing the broadcast today. We're going to get to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, a little bit later. Uh, but now it's a big day on this campus because it is stand up and holler. It's Gator Giving Day. And we're going to talk with Brian Danford, the Assistant Vice President and the Development Executive Director of the Alumni Association. Well, I'll, first of all, thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, if somebody for some reason doesn't know what this is or what this concept is, discuss this a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Steve, big fan. Uh, thanks for I having me today. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is, just like you said, a really, really awesome day for the University of Florida. Um, we, we ask all the Gator Nation to come together in this one day. Uh, I, I equate it to, since we're on a sports talk show, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, there it's kind of a Super Bowl for UF in terms of fundraising and impact on the university. And so in a 24-hour period, we just ask as many Gators as possible um, and everybody on campus, faculty, staff, students, to participate. Now, what is the exact time frame for this? It's 24 hours. So it actually started while we probably all were sleeping uh, last <laughs> night at midnight, uh, and it'll go all the way until 11.59 p.m. tonight. I guess the most important thing, how can somebody give? 
Absolutely. So the easiest way is to go to givingday.ufl.edu. We have a great website there. You can see exactly uh, all the places that you can give. You can give in any college academic unit. Uh, you can give to Gator Boosters, Athletic Department, whatever you want, whatever your passion is, wherever that lies, there's something for you to support at University of Florida. If somebody walked up to you and said, why should I give? Yeah. What answer would you give? I would say, you know, the University of Florida, as you know, Steve, great university, one of the best in the country. We want to remain that way. And through fundraising and support, that's how we can do that. And so uh, we just ask everyone, uh, take a moment out your day to day at some point. Uh, doesn't matter the size of your gift. It can be a dollar. It can be a thousand dollars, whatever that uh, means to you. Uh, we just ask that you participate and let's 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 do do it right for the University of Florida. Um, I guess the issue, too, is. Uh, how, what, how do you measure the success uh, in terms of is it, is it good, is it bad? Most times it's been really good, but yeah. are there other ways to help UF succeed in this? Yeah, so we, we look more so than the dollars. We look at the participation. You know, how many Gators can we get to give? This year, just so everybody knows, the goal for us is 27,000 gifts. Wow. We, yeah, we had a record number last year. We eclipsed 26,000. So uh, we would love to get over 27,000 this year. And it's just amazing what we can do when everybody comes together. It's really amazing. Discuss stand up and holler for me. Yeah. Well, Mr. Two Bits. And we, you know, we ask in, in the stadium every, every uh, year doing football games, you know, everybody knows uh, what Mr. Two Bits meant to this university and to our athletics program. Um, and so we're just asking everybody to do the same thing that you would do uh, in the stadium. Just stand up today, but just do it through a gift to the university. I had a friend who I told you were going to be here. Yeah. And He's an alum, mm -hmm. and he said, and I, did, I couldn't answer. He said, where does my money go? So I'll ask that question. Yeah, so the, the good news is he can go wherever he would like to go. Uh, there's so many things that you can support, academic programs, uh, facilities, uh, the Alumni Association, the Gator Boosters. I mean, it's I would tell your friend, whatever he's passionate about, there's, there's a place uh, where he can make a gift to support Do you. Do students get involved in this too? Absolutely, yeah. I was just outside and met quite a few students who love to get involved. They love to get the T-shirts and, the, and the, the goodie bags and things that we provide. And uh, But it, it's we want to get them in the habit of giving too because guess what? One day they'll be Gator alumni. Yeah. Last thing, uh, if you... I'll give you a chance to speak directly here mm -hmm. to any Gators who are listening and, sure. and let them know what you want to have done here. Yeah, yeah. so uh, just anybody listening, today is a, such an important day for the University of Florida, and especially if you're an alum. We want to make sure that UF continues to serve the state of Florida, Gainesville, the nation, and the world. We just ask that you take a moment to participate in today's giving day. It's such a special day for UF, and like I said before, uh, there's so so much amazing things that can happen when we all come together. So and again, Brian, eleven fifty nine tonight 11 is the deadline, tonight. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, and uh, thanks for listening to the Absolutely. show too. Go Appreciate Gators. It. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Brian Danforth, Assistant Vice President and the Development Executive Director of the UF Alumni Association, joining us here live on Sports Scene. Well, where do we begin? Probably Colin Castleton. Uh, kind of a freak injury last night. You really couldn't tell uh, where he got hurt, uh, but he does have a broken hand, and he is more than likely done for the season, uh, is what I'm told. That I don't think he's been officially ruled out yet, so I don't want to say that is official, but if I had to guess, uh, that would be the case. So now what happens? But Florida doesn't have a choice. They've got to move on here. 
and get ready for an Arkansas team that's really hungry. Uh, by the way, I don't often crow, but I'm going to crow today. If you listened yesterday, somebody emailed me and said uh, about who you like between Alabama and Tennessee. I said Tennessee. And they made that game last night the way they want it played. Physical. It's funny. I turned the game on uh, in the second half after the Gator game, and Jay Billis was doing the game. And if you hear Mark Wise when he's here, uh, you know that officiating can change and whatnot. Billis gets his first choice. He chose that game. And you talk about a physical, rough game. Uh, it was that. And that's exactly what Tennessee wanted this game to be. So now, we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Williams says, unfortunate news about Colin last night. Hope it gets back in time for the draft workouts. However, I don't think it has. I do think it has little effect on the final destination of this team, which is the NIT. Just aren't enough resume helping opportunities left on the schedule. I, I would disagree with that. I mean, Arkansas is that, and depending on who you play in the SEC tournament, I, I still think there's more. He says, "On to more exciting news." You could please give me the starting nine for tomorrow night as it relates to Gator Baseball. I'll do that tomorrow because tomorrow's Gator Baseball. I'll do that tomorrow. Um, but you will see Brandon Sprout pitch tomorrow. I can tell you that. Uh, by the way, they just announced this. SEC football media days will be July 17th through 20th in Nashville. Billy Napier will be there on day three. Day three, along with Alabama, Arkansas, and Kentucky. So make your plans. Uh, let's see here. Let me get some more emails. Bill? Oh, let me. Uh, before I do that, Monday, mark your calendar. Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland is here live in studio. He'll be here for the entire 12 o'clock hour. That's on Monday. Okay? So just want to make sure that you knew that, and you can call and talk to him, ask questions you may have for the Gator Athletic Director. So looking forward to having him here uh, <clears throat> on Monday. Dylan has an email. He says, really bad news about Castleton. Stephen, your view, does, that, does this knock Florida out of, of uh, NCAA tournament play? Uh, if they don't have Castleton, it's going to be really tough. And not, and not because of the points. Remember, he, sh he blocks a lot of shots. He is a terrific rim protector. Jatobo isn't as good as that. And, you know, how many minutes is he going to really play? That's going to be the next question I would ask Golden. If you don't have Colin, then what's your plan? So I think, yes, the scoring is important, but his rim protection, 
He's really good for a big handling the ball. He handles double teams well. So they may have to really change what they do in terms of their offensive approach. And, uh, you know, we will see what happens there. Um, So we'll find out. By the way, when Florida does play Charleston Southern in baseball tomorrow, the first meeting between them since 2010. And if you heard Coach McMillan on with me yesterday, um, they do have their pitching set up. A righty, Zach Robinson, whose ERA last year was nine. They have a lefty, Ryan Gleason, in part-time work, whose ERA was over 12. And a righty, Evan Truitt, who had an ERA of about four and change. And again, Brandon Sprout tomorrow, uh, uh, tomorrow, nine-game winner last year, really good at the end of the year. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, joins us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quateraro. Gators women's basketball returns to action tonight with a tough matchup against the top-ranked team, South Carolina. The Gators have had a rough go in the SEC this year with just a 3-9 conference record. On the other hand, South Carolina has been almost unstoppable and boasts a 25-0 record. You can tune in to live coverage starting right here at 645. Heading to high school hoops, playoffs roll on as the boys' 6A regional quarterfinals get underway. The Gainesville Hurricanes will host Forest out of Ocala at the Purple Palace tonight with tips set for 7 o'clock. The Gators gymnastics squad travels to Baton Rouge Friday for an SEC clash with number 8 LSU. The Gators will hope to improve to 9-0 after putting up a season-high score last week against Missouri. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Meldon Law, we won't back down. At the Home Depot, we know the world is a messy place. Keeping it clean takes science. That's why businesses everywhere have long trusted cleaning products from Ecolab to take on the toughest messes. And now, that level of clean is available for your home. Introducing Ecolab Scientific Clean, a full line of professional-grade cleaning products for all your home's needs. So you can clean like you mean business. Now available exclusively at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie-woogie-woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie-woogie-woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie-woogie-woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie-woogie-woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie-woogie-woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. That's 802-341-4542. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Raise a fine glass of wine to your sweetheart and the environment. First, don't get hung up on packaging. Many great wines now come in boxes, which produce half the overall emissions that bottles do. Also, cardboard is just as easily recycled as glass. Finally, look for estate wines, where all grapes are grown on the vineyard and not trucked in from distant locations. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. My pleasure to bring in the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Questions, comments for him? Easy. 392-8255. Or you can email srussell at wruf.com. We know what the story of the day is today, yeah. uh, obviously, Sean, which is not a good story. But um, I don't know if from, we were just talking about this off air. From your vantage point, could you really tell what happened to Colin? And he got his back to me. Um, so I sit opposite the benches. It's at the end of my left, so toward the Gators bench. Um, he's kind of right side of the lane area, and he has his hands down, and it looks like he collides with another player, some kind of a screen or – I remember the, the, I think a shot went up actually. So I don't know if he was ch- you know turning for a rebound or there was a screen. Anyway, he's jammed his hand against that, that other player. And I'll know later today, Gator talk is tonight with, with Coach – um, I don't know where specifically on his right hand that break is, um, but he you know and he goes off the floor and he's grabbing his wrist right. So I thought oh a wrist injury jammed his wrist yes, something along broken, those lines yes right? yes. So he goes out that near tunnel that's kind of underneath where you all are, the rest of the media there, and they take him around the back you know back of house around back to the locker room. Um, trainer comes out a little bit later Duke and it's no Colin so I'm like okay. I, my first thought is he's not coming back tonight, okay? Um, and then to get the news, you know, last night, basically when I arrived back at my house that he had broken his hand. It's, it, it's bittersweet because I thought they they did a nice job responding to the three-game losing streak. They beat a, a team that's struggling, but 
sometimes you beat a team that's struggling just because that team's struggling. Sometimes you beat them because you also did something right, and I thought that was the case with the Gators last night. So now, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously he's your leading scorer. He's he's all SEC, uh, probably for a second year in a row. The, the, it's it's really my heart breaks for him a little bit, um, just in the sense where where he is life wise and everything else. And then obviously too, I you know, I'm not heartbroken per se for the coaching staff and his teammates, but. Look, this makes what was already going to be a difficult finish the regular season more difficult. So, yeah, it stinks. Bittersweet kind of night. All right. Got a couple of emails for you here. Uh, BB said, and he's a Louisianan. He says, uh, somebody who moved here from there, uh, have you settled? This is his question. Have you settled in? What have you found to be the biggest differences living here? Uh, I can't get crawfish just yet. Let's start with that. <laughs> every This time of year, every year. If you've lived in Louisiana for any stretch, you're you're craving crawfish right now. We're right at the start of crawfish season, so I'll I'll figure out how to find it somewhere. I'm told there's a place maybe down near Cedar Key that I can get it, but um, otherwise, no. Things have been great. Settled in just fine. Also says uh, fan negativity can be a deterrent to program improvement, and IL seems to have helped increase it. So, can you think of any diplomatic, constructive way fans can be helped to understand? It's more about players having a positive and productive college experience than it is about us. Help me with the last part again. Uh, fan negativity yeah. can be, I'll read the whole thing, can be yeah. a turn to program improvement. NIL seems to have helped increase the negativity. as well. So can you think of any diplomatic, constructive way that fans can be helped to understand it's more about players having a positive and productive college experience than it is about us? I, they're, they're maybe kind of separate things. Okay. Yeah, so it's this, it's the, I, I, maybe, here's the fine line, okay? So we as fans or supporters of the Gators, we invest time, money, and other resources into the experience, right? And so with that, there's this, you know, whether you want to agree with me or not, there's a, there's a return. There's an expected return to that. A, I want to have a great time at the event. B, I like, you know, things are more fun when my team wins. Um, and our, and is, is my school slash team that I support being represented in a way that I'd like it to be. Okay, so there's there's that side of the argument. The other is, is that it's hard to be patient sometimes, uh, and you're not going to win every game. I know we'd love to all talk about that, and we'd love to win every single game. You're not. It's cyclical. Um, but the but the experience for the student athlete does get impacted by whether or not the house is full, the the fans have a positive influence on the game. Um, and and how, I guess, how the big-time atmosphere plays. And, and all these guys and girls talk, right? So when somebody asks somebody, like, hey, you played at Florida. What was your experience like? Well, you know, when we were winning, it was great. But when we were struggling, man, like, you know, the, the arena was half full or the, or the grandstands were half full and, you know, folks only came out when we really did well and that's hard sometimes or – you know, we had a down year, it, and so they talk. And so we as fans and supporters, if we kind of stay the course through the good and the bad, that does have an impact on our ability to get back to the good because of that fan experience or that experience that the student-athlete has. I'm really starting to talk in circles here. I apologize. But the point is this. We have as much an impact on them in the moment as we do on future student-athletes based upon word of mouth and reputation goes. Does that part make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So that's the fine line that you walk between the first part I mentioned, which is 
what we want to get in our in, in on our return of investment. William says who'll be the backup center Saturday. Hopefully next year Golden will get more depth on this team in recruiting or in the transfer portal. I don't know how you get he's got people. Well, he's got Chitoba who will step in, yeah. you know, and, and then Shimchik. We're going to find out a little bit about him. Um, maybe way ahead of schedule here, obviously. I, and then I think you're going to play small too. I think you might see like an Alex Fudge now, kind of at the five. Yep. And you know, we won't call it a center because he's not. And it'll be a different look. Gators will face different types of defenses now too. All they've really come to know here this season is that. Castleton's probably going to draw a double, if not a triple sometimes, and therefore you have to run your offense with that in mind. Well, now with no Castleton, maybe it's straight up. And so, you know, the Gators are going to have to make an adjustment as a whole as opposed to even just one position. So I think that's where Todd Golden will go with this. Um, you know, as far as the depth goes and all that, look, I mean, injuries happen. Um, let me let me just say this about Gators basketball for a moment, if you don't mind. Sure. So, we saw a little bit of this with the Billy Napier situation and now Ty Golden, too. Uh, you know, there's a reason why coaching changes happen, okay? And generally, a coaching change happens because something has not gone well. Okay, so it's not like Todd Golden is walking into a Final Four team from a year ago. He's walking into a program that needs rebuilding. And... <laughs> Smoke and mirrors is not the right way to do this, and it's somewhat disrespectful, but let's understand that you come in at a certain time as a new staff, you're going to inherit some pieces, and you're going to have to try and scramble to get the others in place, and then you kind of go. And, you know, sometimes it probably feels like you're building the airplane as you're flying it. And in some ways, I feel like that's the case right now with Gators basketball is that, yes, Todd Golden and his staff inherited a couple of nice pieces. They also brought in a few nice pieces, and then you kind of just fill in with what you can around the rest of uh, around that, and then you you get on the runway and you go, and then you know obviously you start to build your culture, and then you're going to get your first full recruiting cycle. Reputation of what you will do with this program starts to get around with those potentially in the next cycle of transfer portal. All those things start to take place, and so at times. <laughs> You're going to look good, and sometimes you might get exposed a little bit. And so uh, the, the the feeling of building the airplane as we're flying it right now in the first season, I think, is is relevant. Uh, Steven says, uh, have you seen the rule changes and base size change in MLB? If so, what do you think? Well, I think I've got a, a big old Zoom call next week with Major League Baseball about these things, which I'm going to need an empty notebook to start to fill out. And college baseball has a slew of new rules as well. And that, and the season opens tomorrow, and thankfully you're on the air tomorrow, and I'm not because I'm not up to speed on that yet either. Both both have major rule changes. Both probably the most major rule changes for either side of baseball in decades, maybe. Yes. Uh, so um, it's going to be a lot to kind of inhale here, digest, and um, try and figure out. And and look, we as broadcasters will have a hard enough time. I, you know, can you imagine being a player who's played a certain way? Like, okay, a pitcher right now in college baseball, now one set of rules or whatever, if you make an inside move to second base or if you make an outside move, holy smokes. And yeah. by the way, we may as well bring back bullpen cars. Remember the old golf I cars? I said that to Sully Did the you? other day. Yes. I, exactly what I so, said. So you have two and a half minutes, and – and all this isn't 1985 where the bullpen is 30 yards down the right field line 
in front of the stands. They're behind the outfield fences, by the way, and our ballpark here alone is a big one, maybe the biggest one in the conference. Um, okay, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see how much time gets shaved off by multiple clocks and all these things. MLB, I'll say this. Most of the stuff that we're going to see this year has been tested out in the minors. And in a lot of cases, yes, they did shave off a good chunk of time with regard to duration of game. So some of those things make sense. The larger bases, it's a combo thing here. It's one, it's player safety. And two, it's also, we're trying to encourage, speaking of the 80s, we're trying to encourage again, let's, let's hit and run, let's yeah. steal bases, let's, let's juice the offense in that sense. Um, and we're also taking away the shift in Major League Baseball. And one morning I can argue one thing about it, and the next morning I don't care about it. So um, I'm eager to see how this plays out. But I, I and, and you, uh, we have a lot of homework to do oh. um, with regard to some of these changes can in trying imagine? to make, help fans make sense of this. Yes. Can, yes. You and I are thinking, can you imagine, you're doing a game, yep. and all of a sudden this happens. Well, now how does it play out? Because what, what fans are asking is, what's the penalty? Well, right. What's right? the penalty? What's the penalty? Yeah, and you know is, the penalty is it is it different if there's a a balk involved, or is it different if the coach who comes out of the dugout who has thirty thirty seconds to make a mound visit now, and I'm eager to see a bunch of these coaches around the country, not ours, thank goodness. Um, hopefully, not you know have to do it too much. Yeah. Have to do too much because of maybe the athleticism that's involved in getting there in time to get an extra message across. It, it just it could bring a little light, you know, levity to the situation. Twelve twenty nine time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Another segment with Sean. Call him up, ask him a question, email him one as well. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN ninety eight one FM at eight fifty AM WRUF. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. 
This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy and breezy today, feeling a lot like summer with highs in the low to mid-80s. Tonight, areas of patchy fog developing, lows near 60 in the morning. Increasing clouds tomorrow afternoon, windy with scattered afternoon and evening thunderstorms. A few could be strong. And overnight Friday into Saturday morning, temperatures turning quite cold. Lows Saturday morning in the lower 40s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. We've seen this. It's almost like when the Spurs got to the NBA Finals. We're like, oh, the Spurs. We've been there. We've seen that. And and we've taken Patrick Mahomes for granted. Not that you need a storyline or drama per se, but I think leading up to this, is everybody going to play nice? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Indicator Sean Kelly in the house for one more segment. Call him up, ask him a question, email him one, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, I had an email here for you, and I lost it. I'll have to get it back. Um, Isn't Kevin on with you today? He Yes, we okay. taped an interview. He will be here. Uh, very excited. And I tell you what, you know this, how good this league is, but sometimes it's ridiculous. I mean, how many teams are ranked in the top ten in some of these polls? It's ridiculous. I've been in practice now several times, seen certain guys um, throw their bullpens, and I'm sitting there going, and this is the third best team in the SEC, according to whomever. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's get a call here for you. <laughs> Tony, hello. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Go uh, yeah, Sean, I was going to say that I saw you, uh, I think, a few days ago at BP, man. Uh, how was it? Wyatt and Jack up front just crushing it. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun. I, you know, it's it's funny. I was standing next to Coach O'Sullivan, and um, Wyatt was in the cage, and he he strolled out of the cage, and I said, "Boy, it just it just sounds different, doesn't it? It sounds different off of his bat." Um, yeah, he's special. Uh, and then Caglione gets in the cage, and I'm thinking to myself, "Can he play tight end? Because we could use him up the street at the stadium." 
Uh, that'd be a pretty good fit. I, you know, there's some guys who can really mash. Um, and, of course, it sounds different with, you know, the metal bat. But, no, Langford sounds different. It's, it, it's exciting. They've got depth. Um, the pitching is going to be outstanding. I don't know if you all have seen today, you know, this weekend it's going to be Sprout and then Waldrop and then Cagliano will pitch on Sunday. Uh, let's not get all bent out of shape on who the Sunday starter is. I think that's a fluid situation. But that's how it starts. And and you've got guys that could easily be in that Sunday slot right now uh, that may end up being there as we get toward conference time. But uh, it's at times it's an embarrassment of riches a little bit <laughs> with what Gator baseball has right now. And let's all knock on wood collectively, shall we? Because as we saw last season with the Gators, that weekend rotation looked completely different later in the season. The team looked completely different in the way that they performed. So it's a long, long season. I mean... Shoot, you think college basketball's long? Come on down here and get yourself some fifty-six games in Gator baseball. It's, it, you know, this, this is a grind that starts tomorrow. Yeah, fifty-six plus. Yes, well, yeah. certainly in this program's case. Yes, yeah. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I I heard Jack on uh, Sunday. I wasn't surprised about that to keep the uh, lefty kind of mix up the uh, right arm slot there for the opposing team. But I was a little surprised because I think he mentioned that nearly. Is going to start the season as the closer. I was a little surprised about that one. Well, what do you think about that. I, then again, I, you know, Steve's going to be able to answer this better than I can. But I like the idea of going right, right, left as opposed to right, right, right throughout the weekend. Um, if you, if you, and, and Kevin will talk about this too. If if you have a shutdown closer, it changes a lot of decisions that you make throughout the course of a game. Um, everything from what you're doing with your offense how you're handling your middle of relief, all those things. So if Neely can be that guy, it's another tool in the toolbox here. Uh, and then, But then again, Neely's also shown that he can, he can be a weekend starter. So, again, it goes back to depth and guys figuring out where they're going to be with this. And, um, and, and that's, you know, sometimes there are things that are difficult about being very good as a team, and that is guys recognizing that, hey, in order to collectively – be as good as we can be, I may have to do something a little differently or I can shine in a different way. My time may soon come. Who knows? Um, and that's a good thing for all of us. When's, when's going to be your, your uh, first call? I think ball club? I think March 1st. I think that's March right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. Right. Look, here's the deal. So um, I don't know if you've been asked about this yet or not, about how this is all going to work out. Go. Yeah, so look, uh, Mick Huber did a bunch of the SEC Plus games. Uh, I'll I'll do as many of those as I can around um, Gator men's basketball, some of my ESPN, NBA commitments. Um, so I'll do that. And then so I think that what you'll find is that all the folks calling Gators baseball this spring are very versatile, whether it be being the, the play-by-play guy or the analyst or co-play-by-play guys, TV, radio. And look, we just talked about 56-plus games. You know, <laughs> it's it's a load. And so we'll have some rotation there. And so – um, depending on how the schedule plays out, home and away, it's different every year. Um, we'll all be, we'll all have a hand in it. I think that's a good thing too. I talked to Cardozo the other day. Steve and I are talking today. Um, we're gonna, I think we're all gonna have a very enjoyable time because we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy this game very much. And so we will, uh, we will have fun. And so therefore, hoping you all will have fun listening to these games. Bingo. Uh, yep. Can't wait, guys. Take care, buddy. Tony, Love thank me. you. Uh, kind of here's the question Lucas has uh, what are you looking forward to the most about doing 
baseball games and SEC Network Plus or just baseball in general? Yeah, baseball. I, I love the sport. Um, I love this ballpark that we have here that you all have just gotten to start really enjoying, and I will now jump in with both feet. And like I just said, I just, you know, much like it was with the football crew and working with Leon Basketball, Steve Egan, all those guys, you know, this. I mean, how can you not come to work and have fun right now? And I, I think we're all excited about what this team can be. Um, and so, yeah, no, I just, I just have a love for it. It's, it's a very broadcast-friendly sport, especially on radio. Um, I grew up in a baseball town. Most of my early career was baseball. Um, and the other thing is, I, I thankfully here for all of us, I still have what six more basketball games to enjoy. Six, five, something like that. Um, and so we go down the stretch of the men's basketball season, too. We're not done with that. I know we haven't really talked a whole lot about that except for the Castleton situation. But we're, we are in a great town. You know why? Because we have great people here. And because we are locked into the college sports scene, we get overlap. And so unlike some other towns that are a one-sport pro town or whatever, we're in this time of year where we can go. You want to go to a lacrosse match? Knock yourself out. Softball's red hot. Baseball starts this weekend. Both basketball teams are playing. Gymnastics. Gymnastics is tops in the country. Track and field is starting to get ready to roll. I mean, come on. Every day you could go pick something different, or you could do multiple things in one day. It's really you know special, especially we get to live here. Uh, let me go back to basketball for a second, yeah. Sean, because I had an email earlier that said uh, they didn't see they, – they thought this team was an NIT team because there weren't a lot of opportunities to play games that would elevate them to the tournament. I disagree with that because, I mean, Arkansas is certainly one of those games, depending on who you play in the SEC tournament, how far you go in the SEC tournament. I get the sentiment because right now, especially with Castleton out, but there are games left that will help the resume. Look, try and close your eyes on the Castleton thing just for a moment. You have one more for sure quad one opportunity that Saturday at Arkansas. This weekend, right. The other thing is, and these are all metrics, I guess, um, in that – I kind of felt all along at least 10 wins in conference puts you in play for the NCAA tournament. 11 probably is a lock. The path uh, prior to the Vanderbilt game, because now you've made it just a little more difficult on yourself, but still even, the path to 11 conference wins is still in play for Florida. Their strength of schedules, top 20 in the country. It's second only to Alabama in the conference. All those things play to your favor. So um, that's still there. Are they a... A bubble team at the moment? No. Can they get on the bubble? Yes. If they win out and 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 maybe pick off a game at the SEC tournament, I think they're still in. So um, it you know there's still stuff to play for here. Uh, it might end up being an NIT team again, and then obviously there'll be a sense of urgency to get off of that train after this season. But look, they've strength of schedules helped. Some key wins, including the Tennessee win, obviously. Um, and then what you can do Saturday at Arkansas or Wednesday against Kentucky and then finish out against teams that you probably should beat much like you did Ole Miss last night. So, no, everything's still in play here. It's just it's, you, you've, made it, you've made it difficult by losing to Vanderbilt at home, and the gods of basketball have made it difficult by injury. placing an injury on Colin Castleton. All right, we'll get to Porter and Art. Uh, Porter's first hype. Hey, uh, uh, John, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, quick question, simple question. Um, do you have a preference with, uh, you know, we have the play-by-play and the color commentator type of, uh, you know, coverage. Uh, Pat Summerall and, and Madden was a classic example. And in baseball, where they're more passing it back and forth, and I've heard different opinions. I just want to get your opinion. Do you sort of prefer the structure, or do you prefer the, the more back and forth? Hmm. 
It depends on who the other person is, I guess. Ooh. If I'm doing a game with Chris Singleton, uh, who's a former player, I want him to be the analyst and really lean on him because he played big league baseball, right? If I do a game with Tim Kirchin or I do a game with Steve and neither of us have played baseball at that level, then I kind of like the back and forth, more storytelling, be descriptive, and present scenarios. So it's it, for me, I, this is not a cop-out to the question, but, yeah, it's very specific on who I'm working with. I appreciate it. The second question, I'll take the answer off the air. Uh, you've been here now a better part of the year, uh, coming in as a quote-unquote outsider. What have you uh, uh, maybe seen that you didn't know about reputation-wise from uh, as far as the Gator Nation that, uh, and maybe something that you did that was proven right or proven wrong is just as far as you know, coming in and experiencing firsthand? I'll take it off the air. Thank you. Thank you, Porter. I might have to take about a week to get you an answer on that probably. <laughs> I think there's two minutes until the break. Um, gosh, that's not one I expected today. What have I... What have I come to expect, I guess? Um, that we do things a certain way here. And a lot of it is a way to the good as far as kind of there's a right way to do things or a big league way of doing things. I think that was one thing that I was impressed by early on. For example, all right, I'll give you one example. Last August, I roll in. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I can't even get around town without my phone. Um but yet when I go to football practice, I felt like I was an, at an NFL football practice after coming up through the Sean Payton Saints and then being at different training camps over the years. There's a style or there's a feel to a pro practice, and I felt like here at Florida we, were, we are doing things in a pro way, and that's either the way the practices run or the facilities uh, and the support staff that go for the student-athletes here. And then, yes, I mean, along the way, there are some good old-fashioned college fields, too, you know, as far as, let's remember, we're dealing with kids who still have class today, you know, and that affects our travel schedule and all those kind of things. So uh, that was to be expected, uh, I think, at some point. But I do think that there's a lot of right way of doing things and a pro way of doing them that is is found here at Florida that I I wouldn't know until I'd gotten here myself. Um, And then, you know, obviously, I love being around town where, somebody's got orange and blue on doesn't matter the day or week or the the store parking lot or otherwise uh school colors fly here and it's on any given day and i love that feel about town too okay let's get a final call from art art hello good turn your radio down i think got it okay yes gotcha you may have uh, i apologize uh just tuning in you may have already touched base on a couple of things uh as far as basketball goes uh, Sean, who do you like us matching up best against on, for the rest of the stretch here as far as who's got a real good center that we're going to have trouble with and without our center? I guess the bottom line is of the next five or six games, who do you like us winning against? And then my second question is, with the baseball and the rules changes, could you maybe summarize the top three or five changes <laughs> that us fans can expect? Uh, and then lastly, you asked about – crawfish i hear mm-hmm. i believe the yearling restaurant uh, still serves crawfish so you might want to give them a try i I'll need, l- I need live crawfish that i can boil myself well you, you can order them you can order them through northwest grill and they'll have them delivered right to your house write this down all right <laughs> thank you i got it all right thanks uh, Art. look as far as potential matchups coming up the one that concerns me the most this off the top of my head is kentucky um they have size she boys a problem Colin Castleton did a great job against Sheboy in the game in Lexington, and now you take that piece out of the mix. Otherwise, Arkansas, 
They want to get out and race you up and down the floor. They're long and athletic, and we'll be more long and athletic too, obviously, with you know playing a little bit smaller. The one again, the, the, you know, in a short amount of time here, it's it's Kentucky with Sheboy on Wednesday with regard to pulling the Castleton piece out. And then the rule changes. Steve, I'll let you handle that. We, I, we, we don't have enough time in no, an hour. No, we don't. I, I mean, think maybe what we should do is we should pick one a week. <laughs> and we'll examine, A, what the rule is and how it's affecting play. Because we'll have, well, we'll see if we have instances of it starting this weekend. Yeah. Is that I mean, fair? You want to do that? Yeah, okay. I, that is fair. Because yeah. I don't, we don't have enough time. No, I know. I got I to gotta go and you got to get to a break. <laughs> and, and, and literally, I mean, that's, but back to the start of our conversation. There are enough rule changes and significant ones of that that it's the first this is the most impactful that the rule book will have impact the rule book will have in a long long time about the the way the game is played no and doubt. managed appreciate you Sean thank Thanks, you Steve. Yep. it is 12:47 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN 98.1 FM 8:50 AM WRUF Gainesville Sports Center here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM 8:50 AM WRUF Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quarteraro. Gators women's basketball returns to action tonight with a tough matchup against the top-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks. Gators have had a rough go in the SEC this year with just a 3-9 conference record. On the other hand, South Carolina has been almost unstoppable and boasts a 12-0 SEC record. You can tune in to live coverage right here starting at 6.45. The Gators gymnastics squad travels to Baton Rouge Friday for an SEC clash with number 8 LSU. Gators will hope to improve to 9-0 after putting up a season-high score last week against Missouri. Heading to high school hoops, playoffs roll on as the boys' 6A regional quarterfinals get underway. The Gainesville Hurricanes will host Forest out of Ocala at the Purple Palace tonight with tip set for 7 o'clock. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteraro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. The Road Heber Boys Ranch is a terrific... The Big Screen. Big Screen. Okay, I was I telling you, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch is a terrific local charity. It's in Palatka, and for some time now, they've been helping at-risk young boys who need help, and they've done a great job of it. Remember, they subsist because of your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles. Just about any kind of vehicle will work here. And they learn the real-life skill because they fix them up, then they resell them. So please consider donating your vehicles to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax deductible, and they help a really great cause. If you want to know more about what they do, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, and you'll learn more that way. Once again, rbr.org. The Spheric Lighting. The Unbelievable Sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. 
At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin, don't you stop on the party? This is more so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible soft and hella nice. My crepe is always soft. It's our party vibe. Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. The Gators are here. That's the cup. Bunched it with the right hand. Powered up. Goes our corner right. Three on the way. Good, good, good. Shoots off the glass and in. Out of the play. This is Gator Country. Goes for the duck. Blocked from behind by Fudge. Angle right three. Bang! Got it. That'll do it. A W for the Gators. This is Florida basketball on the Gators Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. In about 20 minutes, you'll hear a conversation with Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. You can watch that interview tonight on TV 20 as well. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, James says, to Sean's point about having a full atmosphere for college sporting events, win or lose, creates an attractive environment for the student-athlete. What's the solution for season ticket holders for softball not showing up? Yesterday, more than half the seats were empty behind home plate for a top-10 team. There's got to be a way fans can use tickets when the season ticket holders have no intention of showing up. Uh, I can relate to that in a way, James. When I'm not doing a Gator baseball game, I sometimes go watch them, but I don't go to every game. And I do try to, my daughter or whoever, you know, to use the ticket. But, you know, you do pay for the privilege of the ticket, and I guess in theory you can do with it what you want. There used to be a way where you could donate your tickets, and I'm not sure that's still in place. When Scott Strickland's here on Monday, I'll ask him that, where it used to be where if you weren't going, you could donate it, and then those tickets could be used. I'm not sure that's still in effect. If somebody knows it is, uh, they can either email me or call me and let me know that's the case. I'll be glad to do that. Uh, Let's see here. Nathan emails, Steve, how much do you know about Charleston Southern? Uh, They have a lot of new faces, a lot of new faces. In fact, tomorrow I'll try to rerun the interview I did with Coach McMillan uh, talking about his team um, because they they have a lot of new people, and I think they're going to try to, you know, mix and match and get ready for their season. Uh, Bill says, um, what's the best matchup of the weekend in baseball in the SEC? I kind of mentioned this yesterday. If you're looking for, you know, top 
25 matchup kind of thing. Number six, Vanderbilt. Number 14, TCU. I think, oh, there's one more. Number four, Arkansas. Number 24, Texas. Those are the only two that match up uh, ranked versus ranked, at least at this point. Um, So that should be a lot of fun. Saturday, Vanderbilt plays number eight, Oklahoma State. That's part of a tournament that's being held in Arlington, Texas. So that's also going to be a pretty nice matchup. Let's get to uh, Sam. Let's get some calls. A lot. No, no uh, Castleton reaction today. This is this is what I think people are talking about when it comes to the fan experience. I think a lot of people out there are just saying, "Okay, we were done with basketball before this. Well, now with Castleton out, we're really done." So let's just forget basketball. Well, you still, don't you want to go to games? Don't you want to see the team play? That's what's different about fandom. Now, I get asked this all the time. Do I go to every game? No, I don't. Some some games are on TV that I watch at home. Some games I do go to. So am I, quote, guilty, unquote, of the same thing? In some ways, yes. So, if you do have a season ticket, you are supporting the program. You're paying for that seat. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that uh, as well. And then, uh, let's see here. I got Kurt, who says, Steve, you often mention how great gymnastics uh, is. Who would you say is the best team or sport on campus? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. That changes every day, every week. If I had to say today, right now, gymnastics and track are right there. You know, men's tennis has slipped a little bit. They're they're playing in the in the national indoors this week. I think they're ranked number sixteen, something like that, which is nothing to sneeze at, but they're not you know, number one or number two. In fact, I think they play Kentucky. I think Kentucky's ranked number two. Uh, You know, women's tennis is about in that same place. So, again, I'm not, I'm excluding softball. I'm excluding baseball. They could be, they're right there too. But if you're pressing me, I would say gymnastics and track. Let's get uh, Bill here. Bill says, Steve, you mentioned yesterday, thanks for the interview with Shane, talking about the XFL. Do you think it's going to be successful? Define successful. It's successful if it lasts another year. Because some of these leagues don't. So that is what I think, in this case, success is going to be. And there's a bunch of Gators, Matt Elam's playing, uh, Johnny Townsend's playing. Uh, there's several others. I think there's five or six uh, former Gator players that are in the league. Uh, so you can, depending on who they play for, you can kind of watch them. And, and as Shane mentioned yesterday, uh, all the games will be on ESPN or ABC. That's a pretty good thing. Uh, final one is Pete. 
He says, if you had to tell me right now who does better, Miami, Florida State, or Florida in the upcoming football season, who would you pick? Florida State. I think they're going to be in everybody's top 25. When we come back, I'm going to tell you something about Anthony Richardson that you may or may not believe. But I saw it from my own eyes today. I will tell you what that is. We'll talk to Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan and hopefully talk to you here on Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. one CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Well, I finally done it. It took a little while, but I switched. PXG. Got more distance, more forgiveness, and the quality of the materials is second to none. If you're looking to get a performance out of your golf clubs, you should try a fitting with PXG. Fantastic hands-on, and they compare your current setup to their equipment and show you exactly what you need and what you'll gain by stepping up to PXG. Visit PXG.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG or go to a PXG store near you to schedule a fitting. And tell them I sent you. Well, I finally done it. It took a little while, but I switched. PXG. Got more distance, more forgiveness, and the quality of the materials is second to none. If you're looking to get a performance out of your golf clubs, you should try a fitting with PXG. Fantastic hands-on. They compare your current setup to their equipment and show you exactly what you need and what you'll gain by stepping up to PXG. Visit PXG.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG or go to a PXG store near you to schedule a fitting. And tell them I sent you. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hey, welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Zach producing it. We thank you for listening to it. Hope you enjoy the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here. Uh, you'll hear from Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan in about uh, 10 minutes or so. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. All right. A couple of things. CBSSports.com has 2023 MLB draft rankings. Listen up. Number one, outfielder Dylan Cruz of LSU. Number two, Right-handed pitcher Chase Dollander of Tennessee. You know how good he was last year. Remember, he started his career at Georgia Southern. Number three, Wyatt Lankford of Florida. Number four, Jacob Gonzalez, shortstop from Ole Miss. 
Number seven, Hurston Waldrop, Florida, the big righty who came to, <coughs> to Florida from Southern Miss. If you go down the list further, kind of a Ricky Henderson comparison, Enrique Bradfield, Bradfield from uh, Vanderbilt at number 10. Then go down the list more. There are other SEC players as well or guys who are looking to go to SEC teams. Will Sanders, the righty from South Carolina, what a stud he is. Uh, if you want to include Texas now, their righty, Tanner Witt, number 21. So you can see there's a lot of guys here from the SEC who are on this list. Anthony Richardson. I'm looking to see the people ask me this sometimes. How do I show prep for a show? I go to a lot of different websites. I listen to some podcasts and I do whatever I think I need to do to, you know, get ready for a day. And now one thing I will say about this, you can have a mock draft and it changes literally every day. And this has already changed today. Because one mock draft on CBSSports.com had Anthony Richardson as the number one pick in the draft. Let me say that again. The number one pick in the draft. Why? Because they think he's going to go to the combine and absolutely light it up. And the Colts would would uh, emerge as the team to get him. I don't know if that'll really happen, but I'm just telling you that's what one of them had. And again, you're going to see a thousand of them. The team Richardson's been picked with the most or linked with the most is the Panthers. And that's where I still think he's going to go. And he's going to go in the first round. How about this? Sean Payton may be breaking into old school for his defensive coordinator. Ready for this name? Rex Ryan. Yeah. How about that? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. His defenses were good. The problem was the offense. Sound familiar? Anyway, uh, we will see. Remember, he was with the Ravens for a long time, and he was, he was very good at that. Um, you realize his last year in Baltimore, he had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs. I could, I could do that with those guys. Hey, go on the field, don't mess it up, fellas, and make me a great defensive coordinator. But that's what he had there. All right, we'll get your reactions to Colin Castleton, what you think. Want to talk softball, baseball, whatever. Want to hear from you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Todd says, I still want to see the basketball games and players giving effort with Castleton's injury. Here's what makes me nervous. No disrespect to Jatobo. 
I don't see him being able to play the minutes, contribute the energy or match stats. No, he's not going to. He's not going to. He's a different player. They're going to have to, I think what Sean said is right, they're going to have to come up with a smaller lineup and fudge probably or, you know, the kid that played a little bit last night, maybe he plays a little more. There's no disrespect uh, also to our offense or defense, but how does that affect it? Well, it affects it in a lot of ways. Jatobo isn't the scorer Castleton is. He isn't the rim protector Castleton is. And I don't think teams will be double-teaming Jatobo. Do you? I don't see that. So that will put a lot more pressure on other players because if you double-team Castleton, he's a good passer out of a double-team. That's going to do that a lot. Does Golden change our offensive philosophy? Try to up-tempo a little more? Maybe. Shooting earlier in the possession, decreasing reliance on the inside out, try to outrun opponents? Maybe. Maybe. He'll earn his money now. Not that he hasn't before, but you get my point, right? They're going to have to do some different things. So maybe a smaller lineup. Now, Castleton can run the floor. He's no slowpoke, but with a smaller lineup, could you push tempo? Could you push the pace? Yes. But is that what Florida does? Is that what this group does well? That's what we have to figure out. David, hello. Hey, Steve. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, you talk about fandom. I can't wait to see how these guys uh, coalesce around what there's got to be something different on their own. They don't have Colin. So um, it'll be fun to see whether a, a coach can pull them into doing something against a pretty darn good team on the road and maybe snag a win would be really, really cool this weekend. Anyway, the other topic I wanted to ask you about is uh, baseball a little bit. Okay. I've listened and I wondered if you uh, have done any work on the roster. It looks like you may be starting a freshman second baseman. And I think his name is uh, Colin Kalen. Yeah, okay, go ahead. And and he has a, a really cool Gager legacy surrounding him. His, uh, his uh, grandfather was a homecoming or was a University of Florida football uh, captain of our team, um, Bruce Culpepper. And his grandmother, Pep, was a homecoming queen. And his uncle, Brad, we you know Brad Culpepper and all the things he did and his Aunt Monica on Survivor, quite an athletic, interesting, very interesting athletic family. And it, I had read somewhere where Sully's been looking at this kid since he was in eighth grade, and he should be going to his prom this spring, I think. And uh, we're going to maybe have him start in a second. I don't know. I'd love to hear Sully's thoughts on him. You'll hear <clears throat> Sully's thoughts in about five minutes. Great. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, good game last night. I thought overall the overall team played well, but don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they should have beaten Ole Miss. Ole Miss is struggling. Uh, they're not a very good offensive team. So, yeah, I think Florida did what it should have done in that case. Uh, it'll be a lot tougher at Arkansas. Yeah, it will. It will. All right, bud. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Lou, hello. Steve, uh, let me ask you something. I'm concerned about uh, game against Vanderbilt. Uh, just, a, just a hypothetical, maybe. The first 10 minutes of that game, and, and let me know if you've already talked about this, the first 10 minutes of this game, there was no timeouts or stoppage of play. Do you think that's a possibility that our legs were done, and that's why maybe we could not defend uh, when Vanderbilt just being in the bucket? No. Do you think that had any effect at all? Nope. I was, in fact, I was asked that the next day. 
Um, okay, I'm sorry. No, no, that's quite all right. Um, because, look, I, I don't know. I'm not at Florida's practice. I'm not at a Vanderbilt practice. But, you know, they were running up and down the floor, too. And they were hitting threes. So, yeah, they were <clears throat> I mean, it didn't, shooting team than us and, it didn't affect them. We had a, uh, well, true, but what did help them was that we're not the shooting team that Vanderbilt is. Well, but that could be, course. but that could be if you're playing half court, right? I, I mean, I, I don't know that it makes a difference that you're running up and down the floor if you don't shoot the ball well. You don't shoot the ball well, and last night maybe Florida shot helped. the ball pretty well. Uh, maybe that helped defend. Maybe a little bit better legs to close out. Maybe on threes and things of that nature. Just bringing it up here. I I, I don't know one way or the other. Who would? But just didn't know if that was talked about or is that part of a no deal here. But uh, that's, that's good, Steve. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you. I, I will say this. Watching that, I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh. They're not, they're not taking a timeout here. I, I, I hadn't seen that in years where there wasn't one foul called. And I'm not saying that's poor officiating either. Just saying that very unusual to see that. Uh, in this day and age, you just don't have that. Usually it's a ticky-tacky foul or it'll be something, but they were spreading the floor. And when you do push the ball like that and push the pace, and a lot of a lot of times it wasn't driving to the basket where you can maybe get a foul. So it was very unusual. But I don't know that that had any – that tired legs – had anything to do with it, because I think both teams would have suffered from that. Uh, let's get uh, Bryce. Never had a Bryce before, so maybe it's a first-timer. Uh, Bryce says, I, I'm going to ask a, a really off-the-wall question here because it's so early, but I love football. If you had to tell me a team besides Georgia or a team besides Alabama to win the divisions, who would you say? I'm going to cop out here, but for a reason. The transfer portal has one more cycle, right? Now, if you're going to force me and say, today, who would that be? Maybe Tennessee in the East. I'm not sold on South Carolina. In the West, LSU would be my second choice because their quarterback's back uh, and they did a pretty good job in the portal again. We're going to turn our attention now to Gator Baseball, a conversation with Gator Baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan next, 114. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Gator women's basketball returns to action tonight against number one South Carolina at the Colonial Life Arena. Catch coverage of the game right here at 645. Also in Gators hoops, Florida men's basketball is hitting the road this weekend to face Arkansas on Saturday. The Gators will hope for another win after last night's 79-64 victory against Ole Miss. In other Gator sports, the number two ranked gymnastics team will travel to Baton Rouge to take on the number eight LSU Tigers tomorrow. Meanwhile, boys' high school hoops continues tonight in the regional tournament. 
In the Class 1A semifinals, Madison County will take on Newberry, Hilliard faces Hawthorne, and Chiefland plays Williston. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. The springtime weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the beautiful springtime air. For bass fishermen, they're biting now and those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Plus, get $500 trading credit with select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now is the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest rates are determined by lender with approved credit. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad but there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward, and that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. 352-751-3200. Three two zero zero or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The Gator baseball season just around the corner. Here to talk to us about it is the Gator Head Coach, Kevin O'Sullivan. Sully, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Uh, as you get ready for the start of the season, tell me about your club. What do you see? Well, we got a lot of returners. Obviously, we get back BT behind the plate and 
and Jack at first. They got Colby and Josh, and, and obviously White and left, and Ty and right. So, um, you know, from a position player uh, position player standpoint, we we feel pretty good about our depth. And from a pitching standpoint, you know, we didn't expect to get back. You know, Brandon Sproat after being drafted in the third round by the Mets, but we're excited about that. And adding Hurston Waldrop obviously is a huge addition to our pitching staff. When you look at some of the young faces, fans always want to know about the newcomers. What do you see with them? Well, I, I, Kate Curlin's had a really good fall in preseason. He plays uh, second base. And then um, from the pitching side of things, we've got Cade um, uh, Fisher. He's, he's, he's certainly going to be a name that we're going to remember here for a long time. And then and then Uel Tahad has been throwing the ball really good. We all know what can change, what day one starting lineup and day one pitching rotation maybe isn't the same at the end, but today, what would your weekend rotation look like? Oh, right now, we're going to go uh, Brandon on Friday, you know, Hurston on Saturday, and um, Jack Caglino on Sunday. Cags, talk to me about him because he's really made some progress. He has. I mean, he's got a special arm. Obviously, he's proven that he could hit in our league, so he's going to be a really special two-way player for us. You know, and in the back end of the bullpen, we've got some options. You know, Blake Purnell has really improved from last year, coming off a of freshman all-American season and then you know we're going to tinker with the idea of maybe using Brandon Neely at the back end as well and like I mentioned Kate Kate Fisher a freshman he'd be really good against left-handers late in the game. You know there's sometimes freshmen come in you have to use them they take their lumps a little bit but they've got a profit from a lot of experience last year right? There's no question you know we were very young last year and I think that's what was was a little bit of our issues early on you know until we started you know um, I think we finished nine and three our last 12 conference games but um, they they have grown up Ryan Slater's a year better like I said we talked about Blake um, you know Wyatt's kind of picked up where he's left off we were just looking at the stats this morning he finished the preseason here hitting 500 with a you know OPS of like a 1-5 so um, you know my, I think Michael Robertson is going to be somebody else who's going to probably you know he'll open the season in center field and hopefully lead off for us so um, yeah, we you know we, we, we feel good about where we're at, but certainly there's there's been a lot of growth since last year. Most of the time since you've been here, I think fans sometimes forget that playing defense is part of this game too. How confident are you about being a good defensive club? I, I feel good about it. You know, it, it all starts back up the middle. You know, we've got some depth behind the plate. You know, Luke Heyman's another newcomer that is going to get you know significant playing time early on. I think he's hitting 375 in the preseason with four home runs. Um, we got Renee Lastris back coming off the injury, so. Um, we've got some depth behind the plate. We feel great about our middle. You know, Josh is as good as we've had at shortstop, and obviously Michael can really run in center. Um, we've got some options at second base. Um, you know, Tyler Shellnut's a, a, another newcomer, JC player from Santa Fe. Um, we talked about Cade Curlin, who's, who's swung the bat really good. Derek Fabian's had a really good preseason as well, hitting over 360. And we got a transfer from Coastal, Dale Thomas. So we've got some options there at second base. We'll have to figure that out. and. We really got you know four or five players that we can f factor into either the DH spot um, and second base. Those are nice options, though. They are. Nice. <laughs> They're certainly better than the alternative. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the SEC. I mean, in one poll, there's seven SECs in, in the top ten. That's kind of ridiculous, but that's kind of the way it is. That's just part of it. You know, there's there's a reason why our league's the best in the country year in and year out, and. Um, I've always said, and you can probably go back over the archives, I say the same thing every year, it's, it's not who you play in this league, it's when you play them. You know, how is, how is the opposing team health-wise at that certain point? How are they playing as a club? So, yeah, from top to bottom, it's certainly going to be, you know, very challenging for us, but it's going to be no different than any other year. I can remember you being introduced here as the coach all those years ago, and you've had a lot of success here, but are you different now than you were when you first came here? And if so, how so? 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more patient, to be honest with you. I mean, I feel like um, we, we have a much better grasp on the whole process. Um, certainly those, those years we went to the World Series in 10, 11, and 12 were certainly, you know, new experiences for me as well as a head coach. You know, I had gone a few times when I was at Clemson as an assistant, but each time you go, you kind of learn different things. And, um, yeah, I think, I think I've, had a, I've got a much better perspective on self-evaluation when the season's over and what can we do differently, even though we've been here 15 years, what can we do differently to make ourselves – you know, put ourselves in a better position to be, you know, more successful in the postseason. You know, we haven't been back to Omaha since 2018, so that's certainly the goal. You know, one of the things I think is interesting is Major League Baseball is trying to speed up the game. Well, there's going to be some new rules in college. Do you like them? Some, yes, some, <laughs> no. I mean, I think it's going to be a work in progress over the first three or four weeks, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I, I think there's some things that, that are going to be implemented that will, in fact, speed up the game some. But there's other rules that I've got to wait and see and see if you know how you know how much they're going to have an effect on the on the, on the speed of the game. I've never asked you this in all these years. Do you sit down with each team and set a goal at the start of the year? Does the club do that? How does that work? No, no. We our our goal every year, and I, you know, players know when they come into this program is to get to Omaha and play for a national championship, and that's. You know, but you know we're we're starting our season on Friday night. You know we're going to play 56 regular season games and. Um, we've got to get better just like everybody else throughout the season. And, and the whole goal is to hopefully play well at the end of the year. But if you start putting too much pressure, in my opinion, well, it's just Omaha or bust, then the players are going to feel that, you know, as well. And they'll feel that pressure. And, and if you do that, in my opinion, they won't give themselves a chance to relax and just go out and play. Last thing, you had, you mentioned some of the guys that came back, the, the Riveras of the world, the Colby Halters. That's got to help your team. They've been through everything. They've been here a long time. I would imagine that helps team chemistry and helps the young guys know what to expect. There's no question. There's no question. Um, one of the other things that we haven't done um, very often is name team captains and that type of thing. You know, you really don't know the real makeup of your club until you go through some adversity, which every team is going to go through it, regardless of how successful they are during the regular season there's going to be some ups and downs and when when you do hit those those bumps in the road so to speak your leaders do rise at that point and 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 I, I do feel good about the chemistry of our team but quite honestly you know the the real the real chemistry is going to be shown when we when we go through our you know struggles you excited to get going here yep it's year 16 is I'm, I'm as excited this year as i was you know since the first year so yeah we're excited um, the weather looks like it's going to be really good this weekend, and um, we're, I know everybody's chopping at the bit to play somebody else. Okay, and that's going to happen this weekend as the Gators open up their season. Our pleasure to talk to Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. Thanks, Sully. Thanks, Steve. There you go, Kevin O'Sullivan. You can see that interview tonight, 6 and 11, uh, at least parts of it, on TV20, and enjoyed talking to Sully. Uh, one of the things that he said, though, in that, and I – couldn't agree more, is if you put pressure on yourself and on your team that it's Omaha or bust and you don't make that, then somehow your season isn't good. That's, I mean, he's right in the sense of because of what he's established here, that is the goal every year. There's no question. There's a difference between a goal and we have to do this to be successful. 
I think when he made that run those three straight years in Omaha, that they're just going to go every year. Man, it's hard. It's hard to get to Omaha, especially the grind in this league. It's hard. But I think this is his best team in a while. It's his deepest team in a while. And as long as I don't get hurt, it should be a pretty good year. Coming up, NIL. It's changed in the state of Florida. And it just changed recently. We'll tell you why. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesday, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. And, of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch buffet with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys at the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. I don't want to go to bed at night dreading waking up in the morning knowing that I'm going to feel like a rusty lawn chair getting out of bed and getting opened up and not being able to really move for a couple hours really throughout the day. For former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pains, QC Kinetics regenerative pain treatments are a game changer, providing long-lasting relief. Go into a specific joint, a specific region, and then help promote that healing process using your own body's mechanisms to heal. I mean, that's been something that's pretty powerful and there's no surgery there's no downtime qc kinetics natural treatments help the body heal and restore itself no more rusty lawn chair it's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first especially when it has such great results pain relief the natural way qc kinetics call today for your complimentary consultation find out if you're a good candidate for treatment call qc kinetics 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 now with offices in gainesville ocala and the villages three this is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
Partly cloudy and breezy today, feeling a lot like summer with highs in the low to mid-80s. Tonight, areas of patchy fog developing, lows near 60 in the morning. Increasing clouds tomorrow afternoon, windy with scattered afternoon and evening thunderstorms. A few could be strong. And overnight Friday into Saturday morning, temperatures turning quite cold. Lows Saturday morning in the lower 40s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. If you look at any quarterback who ever lived through his first five seasons, he's chasing Montana and then Brady if he ever gets there. But right now, I don't see anyone through five seasons who's done what Mahomes has done. And in fact, even if you take it for its career, if you combine the level of play with the team's success, I don't really have anyone ahead of him other than Brady and, and Montana. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. back for the final half hour of sports scene all right i told you nil changed because there is a new state law in florida the governor signed the bill now in, in at least the way that i read this there aren't real sweeping changes right but it and by the way, apparently FSU's Mike Norvell, Billy Napier, were also there for the signing. I will tell you what this is about as we go along here. But first, I'll talk to D. D. Hi. Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, hoops for for uh, hoops. Uh, I got to give you credit, man. You called that Tennessee game last night. Uh, I, uh, I I knew something was fishy when Tennessee was favored by a couple was it three points, but yeah. Uh, yeah they they uh they got after Alabama man I mean Alabama was just turning the ball over left and right um you know the, the defensive pressure they were picking up you know full court and I have never seen Alabama look that sloppy uh in a long time so uh you know you know Barnes was feeling some heat up there but he, he got his team to play and I I guess they were kind of desperate and Alabama was coming uh off that emotional win against Auburn and they had to go play Tennessee so I guess it kind of made sense that, you know, Tennessee was kind of favored last night. Well, they were favored, D, and I know there's a segment of fandom that loves seeing up-and-down basketball and, you know, it's 85-80 to 80 like the Vanderbilt game was. and that, 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 That's great, but sometimes you win with defense. And last night, Tennessee won with its defense, period, period. You mentioned it. They caused a lot of turnovers. They made it a rough physical game. The officials let them play, which I thought favored Tennessee right from the get-go. And Tennessee scored enough to offset Alabama. That was That's how Tennessee's got to win. And unfortunately, 
there's not a lot of room for error when you win like that. But when you do, it, it, it's their style, no question. Right, and they play without uh, Josiah, Jordan, James, and the Phillips kid, the true freshman. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I got to give credit where credit is due. I, I feel sorry for Alabama's next opponent, man, because they're going to be not happy about it. <laughs> they're going to be angry. <laughs> and, and, isn't, and isn't it funny, how many times do you look at, at a season and, and you, it's when you play somebody, right? right? That was a desperate team by Tennessee's season standard to win a game because it's lost a few. And it's like when Florida played Vanderbilt. You're catching Vanderbilt playing their best basketball of the year. That happens sometimes. Right. It's, it's always been a Steveism, man. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. So, yep. uh, um, yeah, uh, Castleton Steve, uh, obviously unfortunate. Uh, man, he, he's he got to be. I'm, I'm trying to think of the top transfers over the last five or ten years for Florida. I can't think of one better, man. He, as soon as he transferred, he was in the starting lineup and – that guy played with an edge and a passion and a desire, and he got better every year, man. So uh, it's just just real unfortunate, and uh, you know, hopefully he can you know get well and you know continue his career elsewhere. But man, I I just want to thank him for what for what he gave us, man, because he he really poured his uh, heart and soul out for us, man. Well, I think what's really good about him is, yeah, think about it. And again, this is the case of where you start at school X, Michigan in this case. And for whatever the reason, it doesn't work out. Because when he came here, you're thinking, well, he didn't do much at Michigan. You know, why do we want him? Well, sometimes it takes new scenery. It takes a new system, a chance, whatever that is. And he made the most of it. And that's cool in college athletics when you get a second crack at it, so to speak, and you succeed. Right. I still hope he makes first team as all that he sees, Steve. I hope this injury doesn't you know, put someone above him because, I mean, we're going to see now just how valuable he really is. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Because he's- okay, D, thank you. Yeah, that is for sure. Todd Golden's going to speak tomorrow uh, before they head out to Arkansas, and it will be very interesting to see what the Gators do on both ends of the floor. They're, they're, they're going to have to go small in, in some respects. So does that – as somebody else has pointed out, do they go more quickly then? Do they push the ball more? I think where Castleton will be really missed is on the defensive end because shot blocker, you know, really, really good in the interior, that's going to be difficult. All right, I'll take more calls. Let me finish with the NIL first. Um, There's amendments to the original NIL bill that was signed, I think, in 2020. Coaches and athletic department staff can now help with NIL deals. Believe it or not, that wasn't allowed before. Okay? So you would think this just makes the process simpler when dealing with NIL and when dealing with that with the athletes. Give you an example. If Scott Strickland or assistant coach X Here's about a business that wants to do NIL. Well, they now can pass that on to athletes. Before, that would have violated Florida State law. Couldn't do it, as weird as that sounds. Okay? So this more or less, I think where you're, you're, you're seeing this 
until there is legislation that is encompassing, that, in other words, it's, a, it's an entire scope of NIL, each state is basically doing their own thing and leaving it up to individual schools. That's So I think the fact that schools in Florida can now legally pass on NIL information to athletes is, is what is a big deal uh, behind this. Uh, so remember, other states have done this. Alabama repealed its NIL legislation, uh, I believe, last year. South Carolina changed theirs. Louisiana removed the prohibition of schools arranging for a third party to provide compensation to a student-athlete. Here are some of the changes. Agents representing the athletes need to be registered as athlete agents. Partnership with sponsors that conflict with a team deal are now permissible. For example, I think that means if School X has a partnership with Coke and a player and Pepsi wants to get in with a player, they can. That's how I interpret this. Uh, it used to be NIL deals had to be commensurate with market value. No longer the case. I'm not sure that's healthy. And maybe most importantly, deals don't have to be disclosed. Now, that bothers me a little bit. Why wouldn't you want the deals to be disclosed? But that's what it says. Um, so, just for what that's worth. Now, we'll take your phone calls, emails, questions, comments to end the show today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tomorrow, uh, we'll uh, hear from Jonathan Acosta, one of our former students, who's working up and covering Arkansas. So he'll hear about the Razorbacks tomorrow. Uh, and we'll get you ready for... Gator Baseball, Gator Softball's hosting a tournament this weekend as well. They're just destroying people. My gracious. Um, they're just and, – and even though it's not here, I think it's the biggest gymnastics meet of the week, Florida and LSU. Big one. Big one. And that's great. Good for the sport. And, uh, you know, LSU's traditionally been very good, as has Florida. So that should be – uh, quite a bit of fun. And don't forget, Monday at noon, Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland is here for an hour. He will take your questions, calls, and comments. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, let's get to – Let's. oh, my gosh. Marcus, you have a long email here, but I'll try to shorten it. The subject of having less patience with the success of a program or a new coach has come up a lot in your show. Some even correlate some fans' diminished tolerance for low performance with being bad fans. You stated correctly on your show, fandoms changed. However, I see this change in fan behavior as a symptom of a larger paradigm shift in college sports, not just fans being less enthusiastic or loyal. The old paradigm, when you and I went to school, was simple. Students compete against the students at your school and athletic events. Spirit of fans was in all kinds of weather. Large TV contracts moved us toward a business model. 
and I own the portal, all but completed that transition to an enterprise model in a world where coaches are multimillionaires, can make facility improvement demands before signing a contract, and have a staff that may be larger than the administration of small towns where highly touted high school recruits are being offered millions to come to your school. Uh, I used to work for a Fortune 100 company. The motto was not in all kinds of weather, but reasons or results. A CEO might get fired after three bad quarters. I'm not saying that this paradigm's better. I actually struggle with having a foot in both camps at times, but let's be honest, in a new world order, it's understandable, maybe even reasonable, fan expectations have changed towards results. Always appreciate your show. Marcus, that's great stuff. Great stuff. And I do understand the points you are making there. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Gator women's basketball hits the road to take on the undefeated South Carolina Gamecocks tonight. Catch coverage of the game right here at 645. Also in Gator hoops, Florida men's basketball travels this weekend to face Arkansas on Saturday. The Gators hope to get another win after last night's victory over Ole Miss. In other Gator sports, number two Florida gymnastics travels to Baton Rouge to take on number eight LSU tomorrow. The Gators still remain undefeated on the season. Meanwhile, boys high school hoops is back tonight in the regional tournament. In the Class 1i semifinals, matchups include Madison County versus Newberry, Hilliard versus Hawthorne, and Chiefland against Williston. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Wealth for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at guardingyournestegg.com. Allen Private Wealth, LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Or a license, D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. 
If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. You know... Every game, the beauty of sports, among many things, is that every game is its own thing. Every game has a different vibe to it. You know what nobody has said today at all? I mean, obviously, Castleton's injury overshadows a lot. But you know what's missing from that? Florida last night, made 10 threes, 10 threes, 10 of 17. Where's that been, right? So does this begin maybe a nice run for them from beyond the arc? We'll see. Jones, five of those 10. And it was really great to see Without Castleton, Florida had five players in double figures last night. Castleton played 22 minutes last night. So Jones, Richard, Lofton, Kugel, and a suddenly revitalized Kowasi Reeves all in double figures. That's going to have to be the formula going forward, I really think. So that gives me some hope. Now, Ole Miss is not a good team. They're struggling. And I'm not suggesting Florida's going to go out and, you know, hit 11 threes or 10 threes, whatever they hit last night. But it does give you hope that they can shoot better from beyond the arc. They were better last night. And conversely, Ole Miss last night, only 3 of 12. They're not a good shooting team. All right, we got eight, nine minutes left here. Get a quick call if you want. Love to hear from you. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. And again, hope you enjoyed the conversation with Kevin O'Sullivan today. You can see that interview uh, on TV20 tonight during the 6 and 11 o'clock Shows. That should be fun. And once more, a reminder, Scott Strickland here Monday. He'll be here the entire 12 o'clock hour to take your questions, calls, and comments. So that should be fun. Uh, All right, let's 
Get a couple of more emails here. Ron, I almost lost it. Basketball email, he says. Steve, I'm forcing you to do this. Uh, what's the percentage chance Florida makes the NCAA tournament? Ooh. I'm thinking. That's why I'm silent here. 30%? 25%? going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And if you look at, you know, the remaining schedule, Arkansas, to me, at least in the regular season, is the key game. That, I believe, would be a quad one win. That would be a big deal to get. And it's a road win. That would be a big deal, too. And if Florida can win road games that are left, remember, they've got two left. You get Vandy, and you get Georgia. Those are winnable. The final game here is against an awful LSU team. Now, that's not going to really help them. But let's just say Florida goes 4-1 and one here. Possible. Okay? The SEC tournament would be interesting for Florida. Would it not? If they go 4-1... and one, they would be 18 and 13, I think. Right? Okay, 18 wins. And once again, if you go four and one, that gives you 11 conference wins. That puts you in pretty good shape, I think. Now, is that doable? Okay. I mean, again, winning on the road is not easy in this league. But you're not playing Alabama on the road. You're playing Vandy, although they're playing much better. And, you know, you, you believe me, Georgia wants to beat Florida in the worst way because of Mike White, especially in their building. And if you look at the SEC standings, what a terrific league. What a terrific league in terms of where some of these bubble teams are right now, right? Take a look in men's basketball because you have to love where some of these teams are. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that have above 500 records in the league. Mississippi State was in the NCAA tournament with five league wins. I want you to understand that. They had five league wins and they were in the tournament in Lenardi's bracketology before last night. Now, we know what happened last night in the league. Really important games this week Tennessee has to go to Kentucky will they still be will there be a hangover after their big win right Mississippi State plays Ole Miss that's a rivalry game 
I think that's an Ole Miss. But that's a game State almost has to win. And then Auburn plays Vanderbilt. Won't that be interesting? Vandy, all of a sudden, is 7-6 and six in the league. Kentucky now is 8-5 and five in the league. Tennessee's 9-4. and four. How big a game is that? That's the beauty of this league, right? I mean, yeah, LSU's bad, Ole Miss is bad, but, uh, you know, everybody else, knock you off. Arkansas, people forget this, they're below 500 in the league. Florida has a better league record than Arkansas. Florida's 7-6, and six, I think Arkansas 6-7. and seven. So, does it mean you can't win there? I think you can win there. But it's going to be fascinating to see what Florida does in adjusting to life without Castleton. I got three minutes. I got to kill it here. No call. Only one email. That doesn't, that doesn't bode well. But I'll read the final email. And b- before I do that, I do want to thank uh, our guest today, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for being here, and uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, looking forward to baseball. For those who have asked, uh, Sean Kelly will be doing some of the games this year. Um, Sean loves baseball. And uh, so on radio, it'll be four doing it, Sean, Jeff, Eric, and myself, and uh, look forward to that. And uh, you'll see Sean on some of the uh, television broadcasts as well. Nick Belmonte, Jeff, they'll be doing that. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, it starts tomorrow. Anytime I can go to a ballpark and do a baseball game, good deal. All right, we'll get Greg to end the show today. Greg, hi. Hey, Steve, I thank you for the opportunity. I just want to say thanks to uh, Colin Castleton again, kind of echo what uh, Dee said. Um, for him to come back and give us another year, I mean, third, I think he's ranked three now in, in block shots. Uh, Dwayne Shentis will always be number one. I don't think anybody will break his. But for Colin to come back and play like he did, it was awesome. I mean, guy inspired me. I'm a 50-something-year-old man jumping up and down off of the couch when he'd block a shot. So just thanks a lot to him. I hope he gets picked up in the NBA. And you were right about the foul, Steve. They shoved one of our players so hard, he literally had to catch the ground to hold himself up instead of rolling. And they they didn't call it. I was just incredible. I think Mark Wise needs to really talk to those refs about getting back to the finesse of the game. And I uh, love your show. And thanks again, Colin. We love you. Go Gators. Greg, thank you. Andrew says if we somehow make the tournament, what player would have to step up? I think it's players. I don't think one player is going to replace what Castleton brings. It's kind of like last night. I mentioned five guys in double. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take different guys scoring and maybe a different guy on a different night doing it. He thinks Fudge would have to play a bigger role. Well, he might because he may be the big man. He may be the five in some sets that they play. Uh, He's long and a borderline NBA player. I don't know about that. Lane or Felder could help on D. Chitobo doesn't look like he can play many minutes. Well, hopefully he stays out of foul trouble and, you know, he can play more minutes for them. But once again, it'll be fascinating to see how Todd Golden 
does this. You never want to lose uh, a player like Castle, but that's the reality, and we'll see how the team will react to this as well. Tomorrow, final show of the weekend. Boy, what a weekend. Uh, by the way, if you're a regular listener of the show, you heard some of the area high school boys, basketball coaches, a lot of playoff games being held tonight. Good luck to all those teams involved in the area. And then uh, we'll see if they can advance into further play in the state tournament. Uh, Cornelius Ingram's Hawthorne team is in the state semifinals for the women. That's really cool as well. Thanks to Zach for producing today. Thank you for listening. Go out and enjoy this great day. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow. Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, W.